Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. So like I said, welcome to the World STSA. And look, the journey with God has ups and downs. I don't know about you, after you've gone to a monastery or gone to a retreat or had a spiritual day, how you felt after. You know, when you do something spiritual, even when you go on a mission trip and you come back or something spiritual activity, and sometimes even after liturgy, you go back home and you thought, wow, that felt good. That felt nice. And you feel close to God. You feel like you're in heaven. The retreat was amazing. Then there's the other side. What's the other side? The other side is what? There's times when you wonder if God is even there. God, I, like, I've been praying to you all these years and I can't feel your presence and where are you? And there's the other side where it's a long journey and sometimes we feel that God is absent and it's normal. So there's days when you feel He's there and that you're in heaven. There's days like, hey God, I've been praying and nothing's happening. <clears throat> the goal today is not to get discouraged on the journey. But as it says here in the, in the title, how to stay in God's presence. <coughs> Sorry, I have a nagging call. Forgive me. And that's a challenge. Because a lot of times we're searching and, okay, God, where are you? why aren't you here? And so forth. So, I'm going to try to help us today to kick one step closer how to stay in God's presence. And the first thing really I want us to notice is this. This is a fact. God is indeed omnipresent. What does omnipresent mean? He is what? He's everywhere. Let's go through the facts. Number one, God is everywhere. Okay, we're going to narrow this down. Just stay with me. We're going to narrow it down as we go through. God is in all places at all times. He's omnipresent. You don't believe it? Let's go into the Psalms. It says, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, who's there? God is there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will lay hold of me. You know what it's saying? No matter where you go, go wherever you want. I'm there. Do whatever you want to do. Even, by the way, you know what it says here? Make my bed in Sheol. Do you know what Sheol is? There's another translation for Sheol. Make my bed in hell. If we decide we don't need God and we go do something funny, God says, you know what God says? I'm still there. I'm still with you. Wherever you go, I'm with you. So God is omnipresent. He's with us wherever we are. It's kind of like scary. Let me tell you a really funny story. This is a true story, so... I heard it firsthand. So I know you're not going to believe what I'm going to say. But listen to the story. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere, wherever you are. My first couple of years in Zambia, I met a young man. And he said, Father, I want to tell you a story of what happened to my how God changed my life. I said, please, I'd like to hear that story. He said, I had an addiction to steal money from the church. He said to me, I used to come into the church... And go to the money box. We had money boxes on the wall. 
I used to go in there and dump the money box and take all the money and go every Sunday. So people would put money in on, the, on Sunday. Come Sunday afternoon, the church door was open. I would walk in and I would dump the money and I would take it. And so I said, what happened next? I'm, I'm, he's telling me he's a life-changing story, so I want to know what happened next. He said, I started praying that God would help me stop my addiction of stealing money from the house of God. So I said, God, I want to stop stealing from you. So he started praying those prayers. God, do whatever it takes, but don't let me steal from you again. That was his prayer. This is a true story, so don't doubt it. I heard it firsthand. He walked into the church the next day. Not the next day. When he fell into temptation again, he went into the church, he started looking at the money box, he went to reach for the money box, and someone slapped him. It's a true story, but no one's in the church. No one is in the church. And he said, am I hallucinating? So he went to reach for the money box again, he got slapped again. Again, there's no one in the church. So my eyes were big like that. I said, so what happened next? He said, I knew my prayer was answered. I told God, do whatever it takes. Don't let me steal. And he said, God slapped me into change. And I was like, wow, that's an amazing story. And it's true. I mean, guys, be careful. God might slap you into whatever you're doing. Okay, be careful. Anyways, this young man became a leader in the church. And I loved it because... He prayed a prayer. He knew God was there everywhere. And by the way, I know it sounds funny. God is everywhere. Wherever you are, the lowest part where you are, God is there. But hopefully He won't slap us. Come on, God. Please be merciful to us. But at the same time, I loved it because it wasn't a slap out of anger. It was a slap out of love to say, hey, wake up. Don't go backwards into um, your old addiction. And as you know, that guy never stole money again from the church. He changed his life. He became a great leader in the church. So God is everywhere. He's omnipresent. I'm going to get to what that means, how to stay in God's presence. But in the meantime, the first thing I want you to put into your mind is God is everywhere. He's never going to leave you. He's not absent. You may not see Him, but He is there. That's number one. Number two... God is in all He created. What does that mean? God is in all He created. What did He create? Tell me some things He created. Tell me anything He created. Say it loud. He created us. What else? Heaven. What else? The sun. Stars. Come on, be more creative. Come on, keep going. The trees, plants, waters, everything. Why? God is in those things. He created those things and He's in those things. So wait a minute. God is everywhere. It's wide. God is in everything that we see. So what does that show you? He's surrounding us. Make sense? He's in the trees. He's in the, when you walk outside, you're going to see everything. He is in those things. What I'm trying to show you is that God is not just omnipresent, meaning He's everywhere. We can't see anything. No, He's in every single thing we see. Even each other. Even in the animals. God created animals. Right? So God is in everything around us. Okay? You with me so far? And if, like, here's a verse to explain that more in Romans 1.20. It says, For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, meaning God who is invisible, His invisible attributes, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood throughout what has been made 
so that they are without excuse. It's basically saying here, God created everything. So God being invisible, yeah, He's invisible, but He's seen through His creation. Clearly seen, according to this verse. So wait a minute. God is, what was the first thing? God is, what's the word I, I told you? God is omnipresent, and also He is in all He created. Everything you see. Okay, so the, you're, basically what I'm trying to tell you is you're surrounded. You're not alone. He is in every place and He's in everything that He created. But we're not done yet. We're not done yet. Even if we go a little bit further, one of the things He created, I want to show you one of the things He created, which is the mountains. We forgot to mention the mountains. In Psalm 97.5 it says, The mountains melt like wax in front of what? The presence of the Lord. At the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The mountain. Now if I were to say a mountain melts like wax. You can't believe that story. A mountain is strong. But in front of the presence of the Lord. It bows. It's like wax. It's nothing. Before the presence. I'm just showing you. How God is in everything. Okay. So we're surrounded. But then it doesn't end there. So God is omnipresent. God is in all he created. But now it's even closer. God is dwelling among us. God is dwelling among us. So I want you to imagine God is everywhere. He's in all the creation. And now He's dwelling among us. This is closer. This is the closest. When did this happen in the Bible? Well, let me tell you Old Testament and New Testament. How God is dwelling among us. Old Testament, if you paid attention to the last series about the tabernacle, Exodus 25. Look at this. Let them construct a sanctuary for me, that I may dwell among them. According to all that I am going to show you as a pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furniture, just so you shall construct it. In the Old Testament, they built the tabernacle so God can dwell among them. In the New Testament, do you know where? John 1.14 says it clearly. You know this one. The Word became flesh. Who's the Word? Who's the Word? Jesus Christ, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Omnipresent. He's in all the creation. But He's dwelling among us. So we talk about being in God's presence. He's doing most of the work. What's most of the work? He's everywhere. Like, you know how we always say, have you ever said this in prayer? God, where, where are you? But I just showed you. He's everywhere. He's in all He created. And He's dwelling among us. Right now, He's among us. Just to show you how powerful, how much God is close, intimate with us. And here's the thing that I know you're not going to believe. You might believe the first part of this statement, but I want you to believe the second part as well. God wants to dwell with us collectively, but also with you individually. Do you guys get that? Collectively, yeah, God, we're all His children. We say our Father, that means we're all... He, he loves us all. Yes, collectively. That means that's true, you believe it. But He also wants to be with you individually. I know you know that, but can you meditate on that for one second? God wants to be with you and dwell with you individually. Just you, only you. Yes, all of you, but only you. Does that make sense? God wants to be with all of you, but only you. So
So what do we do? What are the three things? Number one, God is what? Stay with me here. God is omnipresent. Number two, God is what? He is in all He created. Everything. You're going to see that everywhere you go. And number three, God wants to dwell among us. Collectively, but individually, personally, intimately, just only with you. If you think about that for one minute, that's too much. It's amazing. I would ask you this question. So what do we do now? What do you do now with that information? I'm gonna do, I gave you three things about God and you. Now I'm going to talk about only two things for us back to God. And I want you to pay attention because there's some things here that we always get confused about. Number one, if that's true, if He's everywhere and He's in all He created and He wants to be with me, then what's the problem? The problem is this. We need awareness of God's presence. What do you mean awareness? Is we need to be, we need to understand and be aware how close God really is with us. We don't think so, because you know why? Here's how we know why. If we really felt and known and see how close God is and aware of it, we probably wouldn't talk that way to our spouse. We probably would be, be different with people. We might forgive quicker, right? Like, so the problem is not, I can't do those things. The problem is I'm not aware. Jesus is right here. He's right next to me. He's, he wants to be close to me. He wants to talk to me. He wants to hear. He wants to see what I'm doing. I want to. He, there's a relationship. We need to be aware of God's presence. Now, here's the thing. <coughs> here's the thing. There's a confusion about God's presence and awareness. Awareness has nothing to do with feelings. Many people say to me. I don't feel God. I don't feel His presence. You may feel it, and you may not. That's not what this word is here. This is awareness. Awareness is different than... Awareness is, I, oh, I know He's here. Oh, I can see Him in that. I can see Him in that. I, feeling is like an emotional thing. You, you ever feel like... You know what feeling is? The first time you were on a date with your spouse. When you go before, you know, the honeymoon period. The, the butterflies. You ever have butterflies when you're hanging out with someone? Right? Those butterflies are the feelings. And let me ask you a question. In a marriage, are the feelings there throughout the entire marriage? Yes or no? But there's still what? There's still awareness. A lot of people said no. I mean, <laughs> when you like a marriage series, right? It's been a long time since we've done a marriage series. I'll tell about Anthony for next week. Okay. But you know that that person loves you, right? You're aware that they love you. You might not feel it all the time. Let me move on before we get in trouble here. Let's move on. But the bottom line is this. Goal is awareness, not just feelings. And I don't want to escape that there won't be feelings. There will be feelings. There'll be times when you're like, Oh, God is amazing. He's beautiful. I love you. And there's times when, God, I can't feel your presence. Like what I want to say is, it's not just feeling. It's awareness. I know he is there. Right? I know He is there. Not always I feel He's there, but I know He's there. It's a different way to worship Him. It's a different way to follow Him. And the verse that I, I wanted to share with you is John 4, 23. We talked about the Samaritan woman, right? Well, this is what 
the Samaritan woman received from Jesus. The hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. The relationship with God and the worship with God is something true. It's spirit. It's not just emotions and feelings. The reason I'm, I'm, I'm harping on this is this. If you don't feel God is there, doesn't mean He's not there. He is there. And the spirit and truth, when you worship, you'll know He's there. You'll feel He's there. And this is what I want us to get to. Here's the problem. I know many times after a retreat or a trip or people cry in repentance. But what if I'm not crying in repentance? Does that mean God is not there? Uh, God changed my life and I'm crying and I want to change. And I'm, there's an emotional moment when you want to change. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not saying that's wrong. But what if that feeling doesn't come every week? What if you're not here in liturgy every week crying? Does that mean there's no... Does that mean God is not there? That's what I'm worried about for us. God is everywhere. He's in all He created. He's dwelling among us collectively and individually. I need to be aware of that. I need to realize that. I can't just bypass that. He's here. Now even if I feel Him or don't feel Him, He's here. Did He solve my problems? Maybe He didn't solve my problems, but He's still here. See the difference? Like when, when, when God does a miracle, what do you feel? Oh my God. And you're like, this is amazing. And God is there. What if He doesn't do a miracle? He's still there. See my point? It's awareness of the truth. God is everywhere. The church fathers say it in a different way. I'm going to teach you a new word today. I want you to repeat after me. Noose. Say it with me. One, two, three. Noose. Noose. This is a new word, right? One, two, three. Noose. What does it mean? I'm glad you asked. Noose means, that's how you spell, but you said it the right way. Noose is the eye of the soul that experiences God. What I mean is in your soul, you're experiencing God. You're seeing God. Your soul is seeing God. It's not feeling God. You're experiencing Him. Can you guys see the difference? Your noose is the eye of your soul. This eye is experiencing beautiful things from God. All the time. It doesn't have to be big miracles. Even small touches of grace, encouragement, forgiveness, love. The noose in you, in your soul, is experiencing God. You know what your noose would say? I love God. I know He's there. I trust Him. That's the noose inside of you. That's the eye of your soul. I know it sounds funny saying noose so many times. But the noose inside of you. You should go home and tell everybody, the noose inside of me is experiencing God. It's true. You have, you, you're sure God is there. That's the noose. Your mind will tell you, oh, but I don't know, he's not, where, where is he? I don't see. But the soul and the eye of your soul knows the truth. Look at God in all of this creation. Look at what he's always doing. I can see him. I can taste him. I can understand him. This is the noose, the eye of your soul experiencing how amazing he is. That being said, what's the goal? What's the goal of being in God's presence? Why should you be in God's presence? Let's not forget what He wants to do. He wants to transform us back into His image. Let me, let me just stop and say one thing here. <clears throat> I want you to imagine with me a guy named Joe. A guy named what? What's his name? Joe. Joe. A guy named Joe. He goes into the gym 
And he is, you know, those, those, those dumbbells? You guys ever been in the gym, the dumbbells? He said, we do the, the, the weight he can do is about 20 pounds each one. Okay? Joe is, he can do 20 pounds. One day he had his headphones on, he was listening to some music, he was inspired, he was, he was, he was going crazy. He said, I'm going to get 50 pounds dumbbells. Because the music was pumping him up, right? He was emotional. He was, and as soon as he lifted up, he straightened his back. He lifted. Why did he choose to do the 50 pound dumbbell? Because he was what? He was listening to the music, like, like this. Listen to the music. Yeah, today, 50 pounds. And as soon as he lifted the 50 pounds, he's straightened his back. Why is that story relevant? It's exactly like what we do with God. We like, we get in, we get emotional, we see something happen, and we say, God, and we start, and we start doing things, and we end up realizing, wait a minute, we hurt ourselves. Because as soon as we do something, we, we, we get excited for God, like in a retreat, or a liturgy, or a prayer meeting, or a mission trip, and then I go back to my normal life, and I see all the bad things, I, 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 get, I start to doubt. Because I was emotional, I thought God was present. But what I want to tell you is, when you're not on the shooter, and you're not on the retreat, you didn't have a feeling of emotion, and everything, is you should know that God is still there. Never walk with Jesus only when He does something for you. Oh, when God solves that problem, then you get excited. Like you guys can't believe what God did. Yeah, get excited when God does something. But get excited when He doesn't do something. Because He's still there. Does that make sense? We don't have to be emotional about it. Right? Sometimes we have to get, we're excited only when something good happens. That's why we don't realize God is there. That's why we don't stay in God's presence. And I'll say it that way. You know, it's better if Joe would start with 20 pounds and move to 25 pounds and move to 30 pounds and then eventually go up, you know? One day he'll get to mine with 75 pounds, each one. And you guys, you guys can get there one day. Don't worry, you can see. Just, uh, I have to get a new Galabea. This one's too small. Okay. All right. But it, it, it's, just take it slow. It doesn't have to be an emotional journey with God, but steady. God is there. God is there. And He knows what you're... He sees what's happening. He knows what you're doing. And even this is a nice uh, quote from St. Cyril. Take courage. Toil and strive zealously, for nothing will be lost. Every prayer you make, every song you sing... Is recorded. Every alms, every fast is recorded. Do you know why I wanted to put that up there? It's basically I'm saying everything you're doing. Everything you're doing. When it says it's recorded, you know what it really means? God, God sees everything you're doing. In secret, no one's looking. He sees what you're doing on a normal basis when it's not something emotional. Just every day. Just keep going. God is there. He's present. Nothing will be lost. I love that. Nothing will be lost. He is seeing everything. He hears everything. He is there. Awareness of His presence is more healthy than feeling His presence. Whenever you say, I don't feel His presence, try to reword it. Say, but I do. My noose is aware that God is clearly awesome, beautiful, kind. He's there with me. Your soul, the eye of your soul, will realize the truth. So that was the first thing that we need to do, is be aware of God's presence. The second one has two parts, but let me give it to you. 
here is seek God somewhere and seek Him everywhere. Now what does that mean? Now, there's a difference. I know it looks like the same thing. Seek God somewhere. And this is, like, this is where it's going to get practical. This is where if you want to stay in God's presence, pay attention to the next part here. We're going to be aware of His presence, but seek God somewhere and seek Him everywhere. Seek God. Let's get a verse in here just from Deuteronomy. But from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find Him if you seek Him with all your heart and with all your soul. So here's the connection. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. But I can't see Him. Well, here's the hint. If you seek Him with all your heart and soul, you will find Him. You will find Him. You will see Him. He's not going to be far from you. There was a woman who was sick for 12 years, the flow of blood. She reached out and she was seeking Him and she found Him. She found Him. She saw Him. But here's, here's the secret that I want to get into practical. I'm telling you, oh, seek the Lord. I'm, I'm seeking the Lord, Abuna. But seek Him somewhere. You know what that means? Somewhere is a specific location and time. It's different than, than everywhere. Somewhere is a specific location and time. What do I mean by that? When you go home and you go to your inner room, you should, that's a specific place of prayer in a specific time. It'll make it easy for you. When you came to church today, what time did you come? That's a trick question. I was waiting to hear from you. That's <laughs> a trick question. Okay. But it's, it's supposed to be the church starts at 8.30 specific time. Sorry, I didn't see if anybody was, anybody was bold to answer that question. But my point is, you came to a specific place. What's the name of the place? What's the name of this place? Senior Center. What's the name of this place? That's a specific place. And supposed to be a specific time. 8.30. But that's not the point today. I just want to make sure you guys know that that was the time. But you have to seek Him in a specific place and a specific time. Even Monday morning when you go see God. I'm not talking about the random times with God. No, that's later. I'm going to tell you about that later on. This is a, a specific time with God. Meaning, I'm going to every morning at 7 before I go to work or wherever, I'm going to have my time in my room or my prayer room doing a specific thing. You want to stay in the presence of God? You want to be aware of the presence of God? You have to seek Him somewhere. You have to meet Him somewhere. Does that make sense? Like if I were to tell you guys, well, hey, would you like to meet me? Like Maggie, I'll take Maggie. Maggie, can you meet me for coffee on Tuesday? Is that enough to say? Well, Maggie, what would be your next statement? No. Okay, before I miss that, <laughs> let me try it. Nina, Nina Hanna, let me try it with you. Maggie, if I say to you, Nina, I want to meet you on Tuesday for coffee. Don't say no to her. I'm coming down. I'm coming down. What would be your next question or comment? When? When and where? Right? If we're going to be friends, I can't just say I want to meet you on Tuesday. Where are you going to go? Like, I can go to a different place than you. It's got to be a specific... If we're going to be friends, hey, husbands and wives, try that with your spouse. Hey, we're going to go out on a date. I'll meet you there. Where? When? What are we doing? It's got to be specific. So with each other, we're very specific. So why not with God? Does that make sense? With each other, we're very specific. With God, uh, you know, whatever. No. You and me, we have to seek God in a specific place, location, and time, right? You have to be very... It can't be open-ended. Because think about it. God is omnipresent. He's in all He created. He's dwelling 
with you. He wants to meet you. And you say, oh, oh, whenever. No. There's a time on Sunday. There's a time on Monday. There's a time on Tuesday. There's a specific time. What I'm trying to tell you is make a specific time. Make a specific time where you meet with God. Good so far? But then the question comes up, what about anywhere? It's somewhere and anywhere. This one is more fun. I know. This is the one we try to reason. This is the one we try to do more of. Anywhere is any location, anytime. Now that's the one that every time I said, did you do your quiet time to people? Or did you, are you reading? They say, I did it in the car. And I was, you know, we were, this is anywhere. Now, this one doesn't cancel somewhere. Does that make sense? Yes. I have to meet, like, I'm in the same house as Delia. Just because I'm in the same house doesn't mean that's a date. Does it? Men, does that count? I know it doesn't count. It doesn't count for women. Anywhere is any location. I'm always with you, God. I'm always with you. Now, I like this one, but it can't be only this one. So let's get some examples of anywhere. I don't know if you ever read the book, Practicing the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. If you've never read it, read it. It's a beautiful book of how Brother Lawrence was in the presence of God all the time. He used, to sit, he used to be like the cook and the cleaner. He used to wash dishes and cook for the monastery. And he was sharing in the book how he was always in the presence of God. Always lifting up prayers. So this is important, but it's not the only one. You have to have a specific somewhere with God, which he did. And also an anywhere when you're washing dishes. Some other places you can have anywhere... If you're mowing the grass, you're at work, if some people are still studying, you know, anywhere. It can be, it can be in the car, like we said, like those people who like the car. Yeah, that's the anywhere. It could be raking the leaves. False is starting soon. Raking the leaves. It can be anything that you do for leisure. Why not include God to be there with you? It can't be, guys, that we meet with God on Sunday. In liturgy only. No. That would be strange. It's a specific time. It's a specific location. But it can also be. We want to keep God throughout the day. Another way the Bible says it. And you know it's one of the most famous verses in the Bible. That we all know by memory. 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Let's say it all together here. Pray without ceasing. Again. Pray without ceasing. How can we do that? It's the, I'm going to be with you God somewhere, specific time, location, and I'm going to be with you also, not instead of, everywhere, anytime. When I'm washing dishes, mowing the grass, doing some hobbies, I'm going to include you everywhere. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. This is where I encourage you. If you've never done the Jesus prayer, What's the Jesus prayer? Anybody know? My Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. A time where you can repeat the Jesus prayer. Some of you like songs. This is where you can repeat songs. Sing. Do songs. Do prayer. If you memorize the verse in the Bible, this is where you can repeat the verse. Create in me a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Someone who shared with me just, just today, I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You turn into a prayer. This is the prayer without ceasing. This is the anywhere, anytime. 
Anywhere, anytime. Yes, specific. Specific. Right? And anywhere. This is our goal. To be in God's, in God's presence. By the way, side note. If you haven't done this yet. There's an app that we as a church follow to kind of get into the spirit of learning the hymns. It's Coptic Hymns in English app. If you go to your app store, Coptic Hymns in English, download it. There's hymns of all the season. That could be your specific one, or that can be a time when you're just in the car, but, but do it. There's another app that maybe you have seen or not seen. It's called Upper Room Media. How many of you have heard of Upper Room Media? If you haven't heard of it, download it. It has every sermon, including the fathers of STSA. It has books. It has music. If you like songs, there's a section for music. It's got everything for kids and adults called Upper Room Media. Those are two apps. Coptic hymns in English, Upper Room Media. Why? Download them now if you want. Go ahead, download them. Upper Room Media. And what I, why I'm telling you download this is because I want you to have, when we say seek the Lord, you can seek Him in a specific place. And those things can help you. And you can, you can meet Him in anywhere place. And those things can help you. That's really all I wanted to say today. But I want to summarize it for you. Okay? Let me summarize it for you. Here it is. This is everything. Alright? God is... You say the first one. God is what? Omnipresent. He's everywhere. Number two. God is in what? All creation. Everything. Animals, plants, trees, mountains, sun, moon, stars... Everything is surrounding us. It's like a hug. He's hugging us. He's closer. God is what? The third one. Dwelling among us. Collectively? And what? Specifically you. Believe it. You. What's your response? Two things. Awareness. Awareness? Not feelings. Awareness? What's that word I taught you? Starts with the end. Let's say it. What's that word? Noose. You got to go and tell somebody you learn about noose. The noose. The eye of your soul. You can see God. I trust Him. He's so good. He's forgiving. That's the noose. Your mind might say, where is He? But the noose is like, no, 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 He's there. Awareness of the truth. And then we got to seek Him. Seek Him where? Somewhere. Specific location time. Your quiet time room. Your liturgy. A meeting. And anywhere. Everywhere. When you're doing a hobby, when you're doing when you're doing cleaning around the house, chores, anything, in the car, in the car is probably the best time. Make sure you seek him. See how he's getting closer? He's everywhere, closer, closer, closer. We gotta see him and, and be aware of this beautiful, beautiful time. I always tell you about my time in Zambia. And what happened when I was in Zambia? I don't know if you know this. I used to come to America once a year for one month. And I, would, I was missing family, friends, everyone. And it was so hard. Let me be honest. For 14 years, it was so hard to keep my friendships with people in America. I lost touch. You know why? Because I wasn't here. I wasn't here. So when I come see family and friends, it would be like a, it would honestly be the most, the busiest time of my year was that one month. Going to Atlanta, going to Jacksonville, going to see Dias family, coming here, from there, seeing your friends that we haven't seen. It was like, every day was like three days in one. Still didn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't keep my relationships because I had to go back. 
And I lost touch with a lot of people. And it was hard because I was away. And then when I left Zambia, that's what's happening right now for me in Zambia. Like the people in Zambia, I'm losing touch with them. And I'm trying to keep in touch with them. I want to visit them more often. That's hard. My point is this. That's it. You want to be in God's presence? It's hard to jam-pack just, oh, a three-day retreat, and then I'm in God's presence. Or a liturgy, that's enough. No. You're going to lose touch with God. He's there. Let, let, let's, let's put the facts on the table. God is everywhere. He's right here, right now. Witness right now. That's not the problem. I can't see Him. I'm not aware of Him. And I don't want that anymore for myself. I don't want that for you. I don't want to be out of touch with God. I don't want to be like the, the people that I didn't keep in touch with. Every day, throughout the day, keep in touch with God. Pray without ceasing. And by the end, you're going to be like, I can't wait. I'm so thirsty to be with you, God. I'm so, I, I, I can't be out of your presence. I can't stop singing about you or talking about you. This is the same way. Definitely miss those people in Zambia. And I got to do a better job of connecting with them. But I tell you right now, we got to do a better job connecting with God. Specific place. And even a general place. Let's pray for that. I want to be in God's presence. I want you to be in God's presence. I don't want us to ever say I can't feel Him. Because that's the wrong statement. I know He's there. My soul, the eye of my soul sees Him and knows He's there. And not only that, there's a bond, there's a relationship that's growing together closer to Him. That's a different kind of life. That's God's presence. Go enjoy it. Go enjoy God's presence. He's surrounding us with His arms of love. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Let's stand for prayer. Let's stand for prayer. <clears throat> In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Lord, we truly love you and we thank you for this time. We know how much you care for us and surround us. You're everywhere. Everywhere we turn, you are there. You're in people. You're in creation. You're dwelling among us. Individually, specifically. You love us specifically. Help us to see that. Help us to know that. Help us to make time for you. Specific place. Somewhere. And everywhere. We love you so much. Thank you for this congregation. Thank you for all those who are listening. Please forgive us our sins. And help us to always know. With all our heart. How much you are right next to us. And you're in us. And we never have that doubt anymore. We love you. We thank you for your open arms of love. Session of St. Mary. And St. Mark. And all the saints. Here it says we thankfully say. Our Father. Who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass. Lead us not in temptation. Deliver us from evil. In Christ is our Lord. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart and we pray that it will not only inform you but will also transform you and your life with Christ.